This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine. Only on the BetQL Network. Oui, oui, bonjour. UFC Paris. Is that good French? Yeah, yeah, I could have used a little bit more accent, you know, a little more flair. If you're going to do it, do it, you know? Are you going to do it? Let me hear it. No, you're the one who suggested it. You don't get, you don't, get, I'm not your, I'm not your piano bar. How do you say disappointed in French? Do you know? Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, this guy, Jalen Hurts, funny. Anyways, yeah, UFC Paris, early leans, got the guy, Brendan Tobin, and myself, Jake Noaker. Um, I don't know. It's a weird card, man. It's like, I, I like the co-main and the main event, but the rest of it's like, feels like every fight's a curtain jerker, which I'm cool with, but pretty it's weird. It's pretty, th- well, this is right up your alley. You like getting, uh, you like getting thick in the weeds with the, uh, the unknowns, but yeah, no, they've kind of been doing this though. Like it's, it usually, it, you know, the, the, the non-pay-per-views, they've been spreading pretty thin lately. Now this one's different because it's going to be in front of a crowd. Yeah. Um. So but they got gone. Like that's, that's, I'm sure the big draw there for everybody. And then, you know, they got a, they got a pretty decent ma- uh, co-main, but yeah, the rest of it's a little bit, a uh, little bit thinsky. And like three French fighters dropped out too. So whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the first card in Paris though, which is kind of cool. So it should yeah, be just legalized it. Yeah. That's cool. A little bit behind there, but I'm down. Um, so yeah, let's talk early leans, best bets that we think are going to happen. Uh, I'll start with, I think all these are main cards, but it doesn't feel like they're all main card fights. Um, I'm going to start with my boy, Nathaniel Wood, who fought a couple months ago at UFC London. He's going up against everybody's favorite, who I love too, Charles Air Jordan. Uh, Nathaniel Wood right now is a plus 118 underdog. Jordan's like a minus 150. I like the underdog here. Uh, this is Nathaniel Wood's second fight at featherweight. He debuted against Charles Rosa at UFC London. Looked great. Crisp striking as always. He's got great wrestling. I just think he's very technical very fierce behind his precision like he has a lot of power in there meanwhile jordan very flashy exciting fighter when he gets it done but i think he waits Mm -hmm. too long and i think he relies on the the flair the flashiness so i like the dog here yeah i mean like we saw that the last time around is his fight with burgos right like that he's gonna try and kind of throw the kitchen sink at you you know now burgos is off to pfl that's weird sad strange why is he gone dude was pissed too i know how does that happen that's I thought they usually got everybody under lock and key. That's such a strange thing. Yeah. Um. But no, I think that's I think that's good value at him for this one. You know, if you're getting uh, you're getting wooded a dog, he's as solid as they come. Uh, coming off a W as well. I'm with it, man. 
I think the line's going to close too. So hop on it early. Um, but yeah, I love betting against Charles Jordan as much as I love him. I, I love betting against him because he doesn't, he's not active enough and judges hate that. So we're going to capitalize uh, moving on here to another, what seems like a curtain jerker, but I think it's the Coco main event. Roman Kapilov going up against Alessio D. Chiricho. I don't know. I know the guy. I don't Chirico. know his last name. Chirico. That's Italian. Oh, he is Italian. He's, he's Italian. The Chirico. Alessio D. Chirico. Well, That's we're not good. betting on him. We're betting on Roman Kapilov, who's coming in at minus one or six underdog right now. Um, similarly, for why I'm betting against Jordan, uh, Alessio is not very active. He has a lot of power, not a lot of speed, not a lot of volume. Kapilov, he hasn't won in the UFC yet, but he's got power and he throws a lot. And we seem to go the difference against a guy, Albert Darayev, who wrestled him, threw everything at him. So we know he can survive. We know he can survive on the mat. I think Alessio's chin, I don't know, man, his last fight, brutally knocked out in the first round against Joaquin yeah. Buckley. I, I, when a guy is that big, that tall, fights with his chin that open, coming off a knockout who doesn't throw like Alessio doesn't, got to bet against him. I think Kapilov's getting his first UFC dub. So even though, like, you – I mean, like, you look at a guy like Alessio, Alessio, Alessio. having the – like, his strength of schedule and the guys that he's fought, like, he's just got – like, he's just the more seasoned guy. You're confident that Kapilov is – you know, got that, that kind of bugaboo of, of UFC jitters behind him and can get it done this time around because like, you know, some of the wins that Alicia does have, you're like, okay, well, he's got the experience, even though the record has been very dicey lately. He's the vet. He's the older fighter. I always like betting against, I mean, uh, betting on the younger fighter. So that's uh, a thing here too, but no, you're right. I mean, the experience is there. He has faced top talent while Kapilov has not, but you know, I think uh, age has a clock and I think we just saw, Alessio get knocked out when he probably shouldn't have. So, yeah, I'm confident enough to throw a little bit of money on the underdog. I'm not going heavy, but I'm confident enough. I just hope it's a banger because we need some bangers out of these lesser name fights. Um, Sometimes those will sneak up on you, though. Those will be those will be a little bit more entertaining. You don't expect it. And then they got something for you. I expect a great card. I, I feel like UFC London, UFC Paris, they just like they have something about them where those fans don't get to see it a lot. They go crazy and the fighters, the fighters feel the energy. Yeah, you would feel like this is going to be like a nutty atmosphere, especially if it's the first one. Yeah, man, I don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of, I'm excited. Daytime card, not hype for that, but whatever. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so now talking my parlay of the night, just because I like this parlay a lot. Uh, Cyril gone, minus 620, can't bet that single. You throw him in a parlay with Nasrat Hakparast, minus 200. That comes out to a minus 135 right now. I love that kind of line. Love that minus 120 to minus 160 range. That's my kind of bet. I know you like the tie to Ivasa plus 400 play. I think you're a crazy man. I think Cyril Gong goes in there and mauls him like a bear. I don't know. Why, why, why do you like tie here? Well, first of all, I think it's a fun bet. I think it's sure. fun to bet on tie. Like, and I'm getting him at plus 400. So that's, that's doubly fun. I mean, I get. I get it. Like we've had, you know, man Preet on the show and you guys, you guys were looking at me like I had four heads when I said it. Yeah. And, you know, looking at Ty's resume, like looking just deeper into it, like he has not taken on anybody with like the well-rounded skill set, especially in his win streak that gone has had, sure. you know, you got some Greg Hardy's in there, some Hun suckers. Like yeah. it's not, it's not the most dazzling resume, but that being said, I do think that Cyril gone that aura of invincibility. Cause I thought everybody, everybody kind of thought he was going to do the same thing to Francis. Like they thought they were yeah. gonna, that he was going to wipe the floor with Francis too well-rounded too, you know, too quick, too technical. 
And I just thought that we saw a guy who was exposed a little bit. Now, I get it. Ty's not the physical freak, maybe that Francis is, where he's just gonna like if if he does get taken on the ground, he's probably gonna be like a fish out of water and not have much to do there. Right. But I think he's tough in these situations. Like we've seen him in those things where you tie him up against the cage and he'll throw some elbows. He'll be good in those short exchanges. And I think that that is a place where Gon can get in trouble because he's usually the best at a distance. So I don't know. Like I, I, I think for me, just if I could just rest my head on my pillow, one, um, you and I both disagree on this. You go with heart. Uh, what is it called? Heart insurance. Is that what you yes, do? Yes, sir. Heart insurance. I don't like doing that. See the way I like going about it. Sometimes I like not only celebrating the guys that I like, but I like betting money on them as well. Cause then I'm doubly happy. Cause if I'm going to be sad, I'm going to be sad. I, I, I could just deal with it. I'm a grown up. So <laughs> I would just like the idea of going into this with Ty, who's one of my favorite fighters in the promotion. If you don't like Ty to I don't know what's wrong with you. And the idea that he goes into that building and over five rounds somewhere just comes up with something. It probably would have to be quick. Like he's probably got one or two rounds to do it, but we know that he's as explosive as they come. And if he does this, the dude's on his way probably to a title shot later next year. I mean, obviously it's a little bit of a wacky division because you know, John's coming back and France and all that, but even still like his golden ticket's going to be punched. If he, if he, if he wins this and I don't know. It just, it, it excites me. The idea of, of him getting it, but I, 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 I understand. Like, I got I know why everybody's looking at me the way that they do. Um, but you know, you get him a plus 400 hell. He's probably not going to win a decision. So why don't you just, you know, go KO. It's going to be plus 600. Yep, if he's just going to say, if he's going to finish it, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's to me, uh, it's to me, it's a very, very, uh, it's a more entertaining fight that I think it's given credit for. It's a fun bet. It's a fun fight. I mean, I would love if Ty wins and the Nelk boys hop there and they all do shoeys and freaking Paris. Like that would be awesome. Um, and yeah, like you said, the plus 600 knockout, I wouldn't play Ty single. I just throw the extra 200 on there, get him my knockout. That's how he's going to win. Yeah. Oppositely, Cyril Gon's like a minus 150 inside the distance. I like that too. Um, but yeah, I don't disagree with you. It's a fun fight. It's a fun bet. And yeah, if anybody's going to knock out Cyril Gon, it's going to be Ty Tuivasa. Um, but Cyril I get, Gon- I get it. I get it. Like, look, when the fight happened, I hated it. I wanted them to go Blades versus Gone. Right. And uh, Aspinall and Ty Tuivasa kind of called each other out. I don't understand really why they went this route. It's kind of weird to me. Yeah, because I get the logic. I get why everybody is saying what they are when in regards to this fight, because Cyril Gon is very good. You know, just because he lost to Francis doesn't mean he's a fraud. I just think he's not invincible, which is kind of what everybody was making him up to be like. He was like the the heavyweight George St. Pierre. And I think we got to calm down a little bit on that. I, I think another part of the reason I'm so confident betting him minus 620 in a parlay here. And a part of the reason this matchup was made in the first place is because I think the UFC wants to give Cyril Gaon a, a big win in France. And I think the matchmakers know this is a likely path compared to like Curtis Blades, Tom Aspinall. You know, that's a very hard mm-hmm. fight. I'm that's not saying true. Ty Tui is not a hard fight, but Matt, he's, stylistically, I, this is gone, man. He is, he's going to be the new Derek Lewis. Like he, it feels very much sure. like ties on that way. Like he's going to be the guy that I think will always be in contention. Is he ever going to be good enough to be the champion? That remains to be seen. But I think that if you look at these guys who are good everywhere, everyone's going to look at Ty and say he's just got a he's just got a stylistic and a skill set disadvantage because he's just not as good everywhere. 
Thus, you need to be more dangerous with your hands than anybody else, which he's looked. I mean, like he has looked that 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 uh, that kind of special when it comes to just needing the knockout and getting that kind of finish, and especially after like starting off hot, facing adversity. Now he's back on a win streak again. Um, but you know, I get it. I get it. I just, I think I want to have some fun, man. Like, I, I just think, I think it's a disrespectful line, if I may. You know, like, it's yeah. not that he's not the worthy underdog. It's not like they don't have it wrong. Gon should be a favorite, but should he be that big a favorite? It's, it's MMA. I don't think anybody should be more than like a minus 300 favorite because all it takes is this. And when you're tied to Ivasi, you got a lot of this. Um, but I just, before we, before I talk about the other part of this parlay with Nasra, I do want to say shout out to my boy, Donnie Rocket, because he's the one that pointed this out to me. Not that it's like a crazy fact. It's pretty obvious, but it's just the level of experience between these two guys is really something to talk about. Cause you know, Tai Tuivasa probably has more hype in the UFC than Cyril Gaon. Like he's had more finishes. He's had more highlights. He's got the shoeies. Everybody loves this dude. Not to say people hate Cyril Gaon, but Ty's a special kind of fighter. Yeah. But his level of competition, his biggest wins, Derek Lewis at 38 years old. Before that, it was Augusto Sakai, you know, and Greg Hardy, like you said. So Cyril Gaon's been fighting. Ganu, like, you know, he's, it's just very hard for me to actually put the money behind the, like, I want Bam Bam to win this year. Um, And I think it's smart matchmaking by the UFC because I think the French crowd is going to be very exciting. However, there's definitely something funky in the water right now in MMA with Mighty Mouse with Leon Edwards with everything else is going down on the sport. If anything's going to happen, it's going to be this weekend and Ty's going to knock him out. But I hope that doesn't happen. I hope Sirogan fights how he should and gets it done. Yeah, the better you hope it doesn't happen. But as a fan, like you'd have to admit, I'd be cool more, with it. the more yeah. fun thing to happen is Ty Tuivasa winning and then I'd be cool being very close to a championship. I mean, that's if we live in a world where Ty Tuivasa is the heavyweight champion of the world, that's a world I want to live in. It would, he's the, the perfect heavy, just a fat Australian guy who drinks a crap load of beer and knocks people yeah. out. He would be, it would be like when Andrew Ruiz won the championship. It's yes. just like perfect. Nobody saw this coming. But wait till like next fight, please, man, man. Um, so the other part of my parlay I just want to talk about quick is Nasrat Hakparas going up against John McDessie. Hakparas is on a two fight lo- uh, loss streak in the UFC against Dan Hooker and Bobby Green, right? Nazareth's fight IQ in both those fights was what lost him those fights. He didn't wrestle. He wanted to prove himself with his hands. And I mean, he didn't look horrible, but Nazareth's a wrestler who can wrestle people for three, five rounds, exhaust people, wear you down, ground and pound, and get to decision victories, UDs. That's what he should do. And he admitted since those losses that that's what he should have done, and that's what he's going to do against McDessie. McDessie, we've seen struggling as wrestlers throughout his career. If McDessie has success, it's against people, particularly young fighters that try to strike with him, like uh, Bahumandes. McDessie's going to throw a lot of kicks. We've seen Hasprat grab kicks, take you down, check kicks. I don't like this matchup for McDessie. I think Nazrat minus 200, perfect parlay piece. If it dips below minus 200, might even play it as a single. Yeah. I mean, look, McDessie's definitely had a little bit more success, but he hasn't been very active. Like, it has not right. been a ton of fights for him either. So, you know, Nazrat's been in there a little bit more. You know, those, and there's, there's no shame in losing to guys like Bobby Green and Dan Hooker. Those are no. very, very, very good fighters. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, there's also a 10 year age difference here. Nazrat's mm-hmm. 27, McDessie's 37. At a 10 year age difference, 77% of the younger fighters win. This is a fight. If you even forget about the skill set, I just think you have to bet on the statistics side of it. You know, 10 years younger, four inch reach advantage, wrestling versus kicks. Love the, the statistical value 
in Nazrat here. So I think he's a good little, good little accessory piece with gone. Unless if Tuivasa shuts need, yeah. us up. You definitely need an accessory piece with gone. Like if gone is, is that kind of guy, like I honestly think that's crazy that you got to get him to bet down like that. Cause I just yeah. don't understand him being that big a favorite. I don't think any heavyweight should be that big a favorite. Cause I think it's like 60% that, of heavyweight yeah. fights end in the first round. That's another thing that I find weird. Like if this was another weight class, okay, we could have the talk. I understand you have the guy who's well-rounded versus the banger, but it's heavyweight. I don't know. Right. So, I mean, if you're hesitant of throwing a minus 620 in a parlay with Nazareth, another good piece, I think, is the uh, over 2.5 and Vittorian Whitaker. That's a minus 280. I think that's hitting easy. So, like, minus 280, minus 200, that's like a plus 100-something parlay. Um, anyways, those are my picks, but I have to ask you about the co-main event because I'm so torn on it. Okay. Robert Whitaker coming in at a minus 245 favorite against Marvin Vittori, plus 185. Don't understand the line. I have a lot of people I really trust in, like, betters and analysts who are all over Whitaker. They're like, dude, shut up. Vittori's not winning this. I just, I don't feel that way, man. I think Vittori is so durable and such like a butt-headed, boring, grinding fighter. I don't know if Whitaker's faced that in a long time, man. And I think at plus 185, it's tempting me, BT. Talk me out of it. Well, I think it is a strange line because typically if you have guys who are this highly ranked, they do give a grappler an advantage. Um, but I think that with Whitaker, I think a lot of people look at him similarly to almost like the Colby Covington of the middleweight division that sure. If it wasn't for Israel Adesanya, this guy would be the reigning champ. He's not a bum with his takedown defense. Like he is a very good, well-rounded fighter. And I think that if you're talking about the striking, like, I think it's also a night and day thing as far as like, how is he going to get to Robert Whitaker, Robert Whitaker with his you know, his kicks, his movement. Now, I think one of the things that was disappointing to see the last time around against Izzy was like, he kind of got turned into like this, you know, this, this one dimensional fighter. That's just, I think speaks to kind of the brilliance of Saban and no matter the criticism he takes of, you know, being a boring fighter, he's just hard to figure out. Um, but I do think you're right. Like I'm looking at like his, his guys that he's taken on recently, you know, um, Jack Hermanson, probably the best, you know, grappler that he's taking on that he's taking on. as a grappler great. either. No, he's not a bad grappler, but everybody knows that Paolo wants to be in there and bad. Sure, like sure. that's, that's what he's going in there for. So, yeah. um, you know, I think that's, uh, that's, that's, that's something that you look at as far as Vittori. Um, Vittori's yeah. only two losses in the UFC are also to, to Adesanya. To Adesanya. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I, I think that for me, like it, it's you're right. It's probably just, I think Vittori is kind of boring. I think that he's a lot of talk for not being that thrilling and not having that much to, uh, to excite me for. And then with, with Rob, I, I, I think that, you know, we've definitely seen the peak. He's not better than Izzy, but he's dynamic. He is, he is fun. Um, he's going to throw a lot of things. I think at Vittori and I just think that he is such a, a good fighter with movement, with being able to know how to go and get to the distance on these certain fights. He's very experienced with main events and things like that too. I don't know. I, I just think that overall, this one to me is a little bit more appropriate with the line. Like it's not like he's a minus 600, like a gone is. Um, I, I just think he's just better all around than v v Vittori, you know? And, and I think that, 
we've seen with Vittori. Like everybody would have said that's the kind of the same way against style bender. Like, Oh, just go take him down. He's going to be able to do it. And you know, he yeah. kind of got picked apart and he got, and he got picked apart multiple times. So we've seen him have trouble against these versatile strikers who are light on their feet, who are tough to take down. And when he is that kind when there's that big a gap in the striking, I don't know I, if you're going to, if you're going to go with him, I get it. He's not a bum, you know? And so you're looking at it and you're saying, this guy's one of the best in the world. I think that he, uh, I think I'm getting good value there, but I, I just think that with, with me, I just look at Rob and I say, it's the best of this weight class for a guy who may be the best guy on the planet in style bender. Um, that's a pretty good place. It's a, it's a pretty rotten place to be if you're Robert Whitaker, but if you're talking about just absolute skill sets against the rest of the roster, it's a pretty good place to be because it just means that a lot of people aren't better than you. And we see this situation is, becoming really common with a lot of these dominant reigning champions is that, you know, for the Max Holloway's, the Colby Covington's, the Rob Whitaker's of the world, they need, uh, they need the King to be dethroned to get their shine again, to get their shot again. No, Jorge Masvidal's not, not, not Jorge. Like, <laughs> listen, and by the way, I just want to be sure, like nobody's been mentioned to Jorge Masvidal on the show more than Sean. I am not guilty of this. Oh, I'm just playing, man. I just, I'm not a fan of the guy. That's all. He knocked out what? my childhood hero in five seconds. Really? Ben Askren is your childhood hero? Yeah, man, I told you this. Like, Ben Askren, like, I wrestled growing up, you know? He went to a wrestling camp with us, like, watched him throughout college, like, on the Olympics and stuff. I can understand how I've been team petty on that then. Yeah, that was sad. It was cool, but it was sad. But um, I don't know. Yeah, the, the Rob Whitaker thing, I'm but sure. What is, it, what is it about Vittoria that you like? Like, why? So the other end of it, like, why do you like him as opposed to uh, uh, as opposed to Rob? So the, I, this is my confusion. This is why I haven't bid on this bet yet, because I don't know if I like him. I don't know if I like him or the line. I love Vittoria's durability, his pace and his wrestling. Love okay. that. Um, but really, like you said, it's Rob Whitaker. Like we've seen Vittoria do this to a lot of people in the middleweight division, but he couldn't do it to Izzy. And the only other person close to as good as Izzy is Rob. So I think this fight more so than anything is like, a, it's a big statement for the middleweight division. And I, I think I have a theory here. Okay. This is me being crazy, but. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is this also goes into me thinking Vittori loses because I Rob today. I don't know if you saw this, but he said he's interested in a 205 fight in the future. That Rob. If if Rob wins, why would he want that? You know what I mean? I'm not saying Rob's doubting himself. I'm not saying Rob knows he's gonna lose, but I almost think it's some like uh, subconscious insurance for himself. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I think that's, that's why I like Vittori. I don't think Rob should be a minus 250 favorite here. I think the line's a little iffy. I know you like the line. I'm going to watch the line. Cause if, if Vittori goes up like a plus 190, plus 195, 200, I'm hitting it. A tough division for him too. Like I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I, that's such a big leap for, you know, we heard this a little bit with Kamaru where he was talking about the same thing. Like he was going to leap two weight classes. I mean, I Crazy. feel like if you're Rob Whitaker, it's kind of a tough division to go down right now to what's way because it's just such a cluster leave with Kamara lo- losing. But if you were, you know, let's say Kamara gets his belt back, I feel like that makes a lot more sense for him to almost do a Jose Aldo and go down 
than it does yeah. uh that it does for him to leap up and take on those giants it's not big enough no. i think he's not um, long and, and he's not like this he's not like this deadly one punch power type of guy he's the guy who's accumulating so now you're going in there against these trees and you got to you got to make sure you don't get buzzed with anything. So that is a little bit weird that he's talking about that move up. Now, when we've had him on the show before, boy likes to eat. He, he has said he's got his own. He's got his own. He's kind of sneaky Patty Pimblet. Like he likes to get fat. <laughs> and so I get it. Like he doesn't want to make the weight cut anymore. But that is weird, you know, to say that I'm looking ahead. But he also knows the writing on the wall. Like he doesn't. He wants to be champion of the world. And that's not going to happen with style bender up top. And he probably sure. thinks like Izzy's not going to lose to to Pereira. Hope not, because I got some money on Izzy, too. But, yeah, I don't know. Just a lot of question marks behind that fight. I'm really excited for, for that one. I think that's probably my most anticipated of the night just because of the the consequences it has for the middleweight division and Rob's future, it seems. But, um, yeah, man, great card, little sleeper card. It's going to have a lot of attention, first card in Paris. But hopefully a lot of these lesser names get some uh, get some new buzz and attention. So Yeah, just- and that's a good point, too, about, like, with Rob. Like, he's stepped away before. You never know. With it. Like, it could literally, like – He's one of those guys, it could feel very much like, okay, he, he's just done if he doesn't yeah. win. I hope not, man, because I love Rob Whitaker. But, yeah, Izzy's just – Izzy's going to Izzy. Um, so, to recap my picks, BT doesn't agree with everything this week, but we're kind of on the same page. Um, Nathaniel Wood, plus 118, looking to cash against Charles Jordan. Roman Kopulov, underdog, FanDuel right now, he's a minus 106. I saw him on DraftKings like a plus 102. I'll hit that at this point. Uh, my parlay of the night's probably going to be gone. And Hasperat at a minus 135. If you don't like Gone at the minus 620, just parlay Nasrat with the over 2.5 in the Vittori Whitaker fight. I think that hits. But that's all I got, man. I'm looking at Vittori, but I'm not hitting anything yet. Early leans, of course, nothing set in stone, but UFC Paris, man. Pretty excited. Dude. 